This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So we'll just speak a few things, um, I guess, about the Goyen and Abchai Moise and so on. There's so much to say, and it's so much beyond our scope, that it's really very difficult for us to, I mean, maybe speaking little is, is the right way to do it. Um, I, so I'm just going to give a certain knesh I feel is right. The Zohar Kodesh says that Shabbos is the day that has the most hashkoah of the whole week. It's, 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 it's bracha incarnate. That's what Shabbos is. So yes, so why did the man not come down on Shabbos? So the Zohar answers, because Shabbos gives you other days. And my muscle of that is always, if you try to plug in an appliance into a main power line, you're going to blow it. You need a step-down transformer or two of them. It goes from the, tra- tra- from the uh, genera- generators um, down to step down to power lines, step down to a home line, and finally to whatever your appliance is. So the guy really, he, he, he lived here, but he didn't live here. I mean, he lived in the heart of Vilna, but he, he didn't live in Vilna. Um, Reb Chaim Shalavis used to say he was not the Rav of the Dor. Not Behuda was the Paisa Dor. The Vilna Goyen is higher than that. And that's why, no matter how many stories we'll tell about him, all these things like that, they're not really something that um, will give us a sense of it. Even his Torah is so cryptic, whether it's in, in, in Pneumius of Torah or whether it's in uh, Halacha, it's very hard for anybody to sit down and to gain a real appreciation, it, 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 because you have no idea what he's saying. It's it's remozim. and in in the Bira Gra, he, he, you have to figure out exactly where he found the mocker for the shacharach, exactly why is it that this mocker he found was better than that mocker, and so on and so forth. And why does he say something with a bechulu or something out of the chulu? He he that was he, he was beyond. He, and bimela kemat whatever we'll say is 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 really taking away from it. Um. So first, so the first thing is, we, we go to the Goyen, and like I said before, for us, the Goyen's Torah comes from Chaim Velozhin, comes through Rabbi Zechava, who was a generation later, and Rabbi Machem Nelushkov is difficult, his own form, a very difficult form. It comes to us from people who are mefalpul in the Goyen's Biragro. That's where his Torah comes from us. So we recognize his greatness, but we recognize he's so far beyond us that he's not shayach to us, really, except just to know that that's a shorish for all that Torah. Rav Chaim is, is, is the one who brought that Torah into the world. The Goyen himself, couldn't, you couldn't plug in a, 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 a Kehill into the Goyen. Rav Chaim was a bridge, and that's why it's so important and so on. So that's one general point about Rav Chaim Velazhin. Um, the the Gerrit Sedek, I want to just share a fact, I think I spoke about it, but well, it, the Gerrit Sedek, um, people um, that come uh, people started denying the Gertzedek. Just as, just like there are people who like to invent stories, that people like to deny stories. You have them on both ends of the scale. And even though something that happened 200 years ago, and, and there are people around, in other words, I remember people, so, 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 so people knew about this within 100 years, we knew for sure. But people like to, to you know, the, that's the, that's the Metzias. Um, um, so there's Reb Shnei Lyman, who's a phenomenal historian, phenomenal, and he's a very chashid, and he has a presentation. 
and he, he also knows how to present his material and he shows the stories and, wh and where they came from and back and back and back and back. He finally has a, not finally, but he brings it down to Abnach Mendel's glove, who was the Rabbi Shlaim in the mid 1800s. Um, I think, uh, and, and there was a, um, an English missionary who, con who, who came to Yerushalayim to Shmad Yerushalmi. So he wanted to have a Yerushalmi division of the Anglican Church. So um, he writes memoirs, he writes in newspapers that he met Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Mendel of Shklov. He's the non-Hasidic rabbi of Jerusalem. And he had long conversations with him. And he asked him, like, if, if you people are embers of that, how come you burnt the, the Gerd Sedek, and he said, he, he said it's only Roman Catholics, we're, we're the barbarians, we're, we're civilized, so it was already like in, in, in the mid-1800s, it was already there. He then has, from Biakov Emden, a quote five years after Gerd was burnt, about the Gerd Sedek being burnt. And amazing, you know, and, and like that's his, that's his, you know, coup de grace. I mean, five years afterwards, he, he writes about it. There are different stories and legends, and again, anything that was written down is hard. There is one that um, I, I, it seems to have a mocker. I believe it comes with a brisk and Masora, and the briskas are excruciatingly medactic on the mices. Who the person was, was it Strassigasse, was it Gregoriengasse, was it corner, the left corner, left corner? But, but part of it is that they haven't served, and it goes as follows. There's, there's a gear, so only the going, the truth is, going has that gear, so we have a little bit different gears. So it says, the Gerd Sedek came to him. He came to get to visit Gerd Sedek, and the Gerd Sedek told him that he's happy to go to Hashem. But the one thing that he's terribly said is that he never became part of Klai Yisrael. He wasn't born to Jewish parents, and not even over Jewish children. He, and you know, he's he's basically uh, he, he may have found a Kaddish Baruch who didn't find Klai Yisrael. And the Goyen told him, it's, it's, there is a message like this, the Goyen has different gears. And with the Goyen's gears, it, 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 it says, Ani Rishon v'ni Achim. So it says, Ani Rishon l'mi she'en la'av, Ani Achim l'mi she'en la'dami. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he says, Yud Davuk through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, it, it, the truth is, in Yishai also, the, the, the Pesukim that learned like that, but upon him, that, that's an extraordinary story. He told uh, that, that he was mitzayed, that never came to and he told him that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you misdabbed through HaKadosh Baruch Hu, an extraordinary story. Um, the Gad Sedek was a son of a, of, a, of a graf, and he was, he converted to Judaism, his Achas Dasil Lahomis in those days, and he, he, he went around incognito, he was betrayed by, by somebody. And again, there are a lot of stories that come with it, hard to know what, but th those, those, those lines are pretty clear. And they, they sentenced him to death, and he died of Kiddush Hashem. Um, that, that's a permanent home again. The, um, I, I want to add another part of that. Of, so, sorry, again, I'm not going to speak about the Goyen more than that, because the Goyen is somebody that, I don't, I don't have words, we don't have words for but the, 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 everyone knows the Goyen was arrested. And I'd like to show you why he was arrested. And unfortunately, this is like, like I spoke about Kovnas Labotka, and I spoke about, you know, this, there was Vilna and there was the Goyen. The Rabbanus in Vilna was sold to the highest bidder for 30,000 ruble, taking over all the communities, um, all the community's debts, plus I think something like 30,000 ruble. It was a certain person bought it. The person was not a bad person particularly, 
but the Rabbanus was sold to the highest bidder. That was that was sort of it wasn't under the table. That was where it was done. At some point, they became um, disenchanted with him. They didn't like him. You know, some politics back and forth, and they they tried to go to Bezdin. Everybody tied the other Bezdin. They couldn't go to Vilna Bezdin because obviously they, they were taking sides. So everybody tied everybody else's Bezdin is corrupt or full of a hulu. It ended up with people speaking to the government, getting the government involved in it. Um, never a good idea. And that's where the going was arrested. This was, it was, so unfortunately, it's our own sinas chinam that actually brought a lot of destruction on us. There's an extraordinary um, footnote to this. And if anybody wants to know, there was a fellow, Kloisner, who was a big historian, and he wrote on Vilna books, and he has this and documented. They ended up taking the case to the church and the same, they had the church had sort of a court system, and, and in those days, the truth was the the church court and the, and the secular court was there was a, a blurring the lines. But the same people that sends Avram and Avram to death had to rule under Rabbanus Vilna. Unfortunately, you know, um, it's important to understand that to know that history also. So you had an incredible tkufa where the grain was sitting here, a malach here, and there was politics as usual. And you know, and 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 things were happening. The going got into trouble because of uh, something like this. It's incredible to understand the fullness of the history. Al Kapanim, um, that's as far as the Goyen goes. We're going to see Reb Chaim Oizer's cave. Reb Chaim Oizer to us was Reb Chaim Oizer was the one godel in Lita, and Lita I mean Russia, Lita and every, every you know all the areas that belong to that part. That was the recognized godel Ador, similar to Reb Chanan, except that. His his reach was much wider. He had to take care of the yeshivas who were in terrible stress, especially if World War One, everything had fallen apart, all the infrastructure. It was on his shoulders. He passed in the major shilas that were coming up. He passed in them. He he dealt. It's extraordinary his sweep. He dealt with on the one hand preservation of yeshivas. And he was very upset when the Rabina Seminary tried to open up a yeshiva in, in, in Adjisrael with Lemur Echol. He said, for Germany, this is fantastic. For Yerushalayim, it doesn't belong. On the other hand, he worried about very secular students like Bundistan having matzahs for Pesach. He provided with money to buy stuff for Pesach. His, his, his scope of what it is that he took on his shoulders was everybody. Um, it, it's somehow looking back in history... I mean, when Europe went down, when the Chorban came to Europe, possibly its biggest rav in, in who knows how long was the unofficial leader of it. And Reb Chaim it's, it's almost like a sun when it bursts, it's at its brightest, and like a nova, and then it collapses. Reb Chaim was, he was, besides the fact that he knew everything, there are, there are stories, there are a few stories, and one of them, again, I heard from somebody who was there, where Big Bikiyam fought with him, on Bik, like, they, you know, he said something, somebody says, not this, this stuff, not the other stuff. And Abraham Moses says, you know, humiliating somebody publicly is also not a good thing. And the person backed off. He was always right. What he said was basically, I don't want to bring a Gemara because I don't want to show you up. I, you know, he, he, his memory was infallible. His his rachvas adas his his, his psakim was incredible. His midos it, it, more than midos being chesed. He, he he had an extraordinary sense of humor and could take everybody 
with a plum, and nobody had ties with Chaim Weizer. Chaim Weizer was somebody who everyone was who felt comfortable with him. He, his diplomacy and his ability to get along with people, his ability to, to deal with so much conflict. In the Vadi Yeshivas itself, every Yeshiva, they were starving, so everybody had tainus. And Chaim Weizer had to navigate. No one ever had... I grew up in a home in my Shver's house, where, you know, it was... It was everyone... You know, everyone had that they spoke about big people. They sort of explained where the goddess was. Reb Chaim was was set in tones reserved to the Vilna Goyen. Reb Chaim was if he said it, then there was nothing to talk about. Then then he's then it must be like that. If he said if he acted in a certain way, um, and and it's somehow that the, that the brightest light possibly in who knows how many doors um, came came when the ship. Was sinking in a certain sense. The Goyen, the Goyen's light started, the litter uh, of that we know of, and Chaim Moise's light extinguished it. We, he was extinguished with it together. He died with the war, and he's and he saved the yeshivas. Came to Vilna, and he said, "Let everybody come to Vilna. I will take care of them." Twenty-five hundred approximately talmidim came. That was about the sum total of, of literature yeshivas, and somehow he was able to find food to them and places for them, and then they. And then they found their way to Shanghai, to Japan, or wherever it is. But there was a certain moment, it's hard not to look back and say there was a, a, a weird bubble. I mean, w why did Russia give Lithuania independence? They never give independence. They only take it. I mean, it's a one-way street in Russia. They did take it afterwards. They, it didn't take them long. But there was a bubble of time when all of Tyre came to Vilna. Prime Meiser was the captain, and he died, and Tyre left and Taylor left uh, Europe, never to come back again. Really, you know, it's, it, I mean, we have museums here, we have little things here, we, and we get inspired, but that's it. That Golos is over, and, and we've moved on. And some people are saving the last Itzaitzis, uh, and then move them also on. Rabbi told me his sheet is to, to get them, to you know, to get them somewhere to move them on. No, nobody wants to restart Minsk or Pinsk or anything. It's it's whatever we have left over, the Rechush that we have left over. But Akaponim, it's an extraordinary perspective of history that really lit, lit to the way we understand it started with the Goyen and Chaim Balazhin specifically and as it finished, finished with Chaim Eisen, that's where we, that's where we are today it's something to it's something to miss bone about as you step back you see a bigger picture and and um, you see how Ashkoch has led in a certain way came to a certain climax and it's it's gone on to the next stage okay first bench <laughs>